0: Hello everyone, this is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is March the 23rd, 2019. Strong hand. Unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Deferral of gratification. We'll be talking about that in a second. Conviction. Yeah, check out the links below. Get nice uh, Honey Badger t-shirts like this below. Trezors, all sorts of stuff. And yeah, that is the Bitcoin Honey Badger. This is a Bitcoin t-shirt. I wear a Bitcoin t-shirt basically every single show, except when I'm wearing a suit, which is very, very rare. Okay, um... I want everyone to check out this week in Bitcoin. It was a great show. We had some all-stars on Ken was on. DJ was on and Hass from down in Australia. Also check out Thursday's show. And again, you can see all my old shows at disruptmeister.com. Follow me on Twitter at techball, T E C H B A L T. And that's also techball.com's all my this week in Bitcoin shows. And a reminder, I am now all over the podcast world. All of the podcast links with all my shows are linked to below. So you subscribe there. Also, if you like podcasts, you'll get all the new shows and some some old shows that I'm redoing, reconfiguring. It's some fun stuff going on. Some classics are coming back, uh, are being resurrected, should we say. Okay. So speaking about resurrection, let's talk about last week. Let's bring up a show from last week. Uh, the, the the show that I did the uh, Beyond Bitcoin show last week, I was talking about my eighty hour fast that I had just completed a few days uh, before the show went on because I had been on a plane for a while. And one of the one of the things about a long fast or even a shorter fast, it teaches you discipline, and that that's something that I forgot to to bring up. And but I I brought it up before, but it's it's worth repeating. Uh, it's discipline, self control, and it gets you into long-term thinking, because again, um, you're not, it's, you you keep on fasting, you keep on doing healthy things over time. You're going to improve your long-term health. If you're able to defer eating, you know, to put off eating for a few hours, uh, it, it shows that you have some discipline and you can apply that, um, to other aspects of your life, to, to Bitcoin, to holding, uh, if you become disciplined with your food, you can be disciplined with just about anything, I think. Um, so also, it's a numerical accomplishment you can point to that, that that's healthy. It's a healthy numerical accom- accomplishment. Uh, it, and usually when you're talking about, a, you can say, well, I ate this healthy food. Okay. But with this, you can say, I fasted 72 hours. I fasted 90 hours. I fasted 46 hours. It's, it's, easy, it's easy to understand, it's easy to convey the information. I like numbers, I'm a numbers guy. Okay, pound that like button. Let's talk about voting. There's a lot of propaganda that, that, sur- that surrounds voting. Um, it, it really glorifies voting uh, as the ultimate deed. I mean, that's how it, it, that's what it's become in America. And again, there were some people that were disenfranchised back in the day um, and they got the right to vote and people fought very hard for them to get the right to vote. And then since they've gotten the right to vote, I think a lot of people have blown it out of proportion. Like it is the, it's such a powerful thing to have the right to vote. Um, And it isn't, it isn't that important to tell you the truth. It really you know, there, there's better things in life than voting, um, being a good person, <laughs> being kind to others. Uh, and there's just this glorification. And it's actually giving up a little bit of your personal responsibility, voting. You vote and you're, you're, you're appointing a leader to make decisions and to glorify that, that putting someone on a pedestal Um I don't know that it it shows you that in this in this world that we live in today where personal responsibility is the new counterculture where dependence and blaming others and scapegoating and depending depending on others is the culture why voting would be so uh glorified in, in today's society so don't don't think it's it's that important um it isn't a lot of people think you know, if they go out there and vote, it's going to make such a big difference in their lives that they're actually doing something proactive for themselves that they're know that you're, you're actually giving away power a little bit. You're giving away responsibility. You're, you're saying that this sociopath over in DC, you trust them to make very, very important decisions and that they should, uh, and that they are very important decisions because some of the decisions are not important at all that you, that uh that they should figure out your life for you. That's that's what, how I, when I see voting, voting has become that. Like there's so many people that are just so mindless out there. They think they're going to vote and then someone's going to rule their life for them. Someone's going to take responsibility over their life and it's not them. So I'm not into this glorification of voting. People just screaming, you know, when it comes time, election time, remember to vote, just vote, 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 vote. No, don't. You can vote, you don't have to vote, don't glorify it. You're better taking personal responsibility over your own life um, and and being productive, getting into Bitcoin, learning, studying. Um, I, I, I think expressing, so many of us, so many people out there have great ideas. Everyone has ideas, everyone has ideas that they should express. And I think instead of expressing their ideas, they vote and they let other people come up with ideas for them and that's kind of sickening so we've people aren't into expressing ideas or learning anymore they want to just they just want to sit in front of the tv and let other people do the imp make the important decisions and that's what voting is boiled down to today the glorification of voting at least all right i was i was thinking about that when i was earlier, the voting propaganda that you see out there. I think when I was running, I thought, I think of a lot when I'm I'm jogging around the streets of LA. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about Los Angeles in a second. Since this is my uh, last weekend in Los Angeles. uh, For a little while, I gotta go back to Baltimore. On uh, Wednesday, I leave here. But let's first talk about Fox News, this story. What is this story here? Oh yeah, Harvard educated Time Magazine writer, who said she and AOC have never experienced American prosperity. They, they were roasted by a uh, fox. Okay, so this, this woman, I think she's born in 1990, and AOC is born in 1989, actually. And the, the woman born in 1990 makes a claim that they have never experienced uh, American prosperity. <laughs> I mean, these, it, it's just amazing. that the we live in such a prosperous time and things get better every year. So the claims become more ridiculous every year because people become more comfortable every year. And and when you're comfortable and when you're pro you can, you can say the most ridiculous things in the world. That's part of being comfortable. That's part of living in the greatest time in the history of mankind Uh, that you, that you can even, you can say ridiculous things like that. Um, so no, they, they've experienced prosperity. Um, I mean, if you got a you, you get a computer in your hand right now when you got uh, one of those uh, smartphones, and they've all got smartphones. Uh, you can summon an Uber. You can. I mean, it's so much. And even the poorest of the poor in America, um, who who live in uh, welfare houses, well, uh, Section Eight houses. I mean, they've got, they've got it great too. I mean, they've got it, you know, travel around this planet. And again, I, I see people going through garbage in Mozambique. I mean, see people living when you're, when you're in Cape town, going from the airport to Cape town, just seeing the squalor on the side. Okay. In, In America, we, it's just an amazing time for prosperity and you know that's the thing. They these people like AOC and the writer. Let them say what they're going to say. Okay. Let them complain. Let them not be productive. That's their business. It'll end whatever way it ends for them. Okay. Don't get don't get into that doom hole and think and put yourself in into and have an attitude where you think things aren't good, because then things they're not going to go as well as they could go for you. But trust me, compared to most people on earth, they're going pretty darn well for you. Keep a positive attitude. It's prosperity. There's no shame. There is no shame in living in this time of abundance. You should be very happy to be alive now. And I think a lot of people, they're so comfortable. They just, they want shame. I don't know. They (laughs) throw they 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 enjoy shame. And that's just, that's a sad world. We've, We've become so comfortable that. People can develop psychological problems where they crave shame. It's, it's unbelievable. Okay, many out there are slaves to the YouTube algorithm in this uh, attention economy, and I got this from Kotari. and I mentioned this dude last week because he he had a video. He hadn't posted a video in a while, and he put, posted another great video, and uh, I think it was in the last twenty four hours. Was Irsh- George? Irsh- 24 hours or, or so it's called YouTube algorithm now crafts the public political narrative. And, uh, in the first after the, the second half of the video wasn't as good, but, but the, when he's talking about this, um, that, that the YouTube algorithm now crafts, the public political narrative, it, it crafts a lot of narratives out there. Um, in, in so many different realms out there, so many people who just want to get hits on youtube will figure will just they know what brings the hits what pictures what topics to bring up so they they follow what youtube dictates i mean youtube doesn't directly say it but you can figure out you can figure out what youtube promotes what is popular and it's or you can go the other way and do and post whatever you want to post and if people watch it, they watch it. Whatever, but most people are so addicted to the attention that they are they are going to try to do whatever is best for um, for the hits, and you, you can see that in um, you know got men's groups. Uh, you can see that. we uh, can see that in the cryptocurrency stuff. You know, everyone's got. If you talk about the latest ICO, if you've got some fancy cistic graph, I mean, it's it, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, but hey, that's. That's just the way. So when you see a lot of stuff on, on YouTube in, in the political realm, uh, I mean, they're, they're following a pattern. They're, they're definitely following a pattern. And one can say, well, it's a, it's a little scary that uh, people are just blindly bowing or slaves to YouTube's algorithm. Yeah, I mean, but that's just, I mean, that's the way of the 80% world. People don't want to think. And, you know, the thing, if, if you're a thinker and find the stuff you want to find on YouTube, there is great stuff on YouTube that doesn't go by the algorithm, that doesn't try to fit in. Fitting in is overrated. That's what I've always said. Um, and, you know, so I thought, I thought his video, I thought his video was very good. So uh, check him out. He, he definitely does not, uh, he definitely uh, doesn't go by the algorithm. He doesn't try to follow the algorithm. And then and write fluffy stuff that's that's going to get the hits, whatever the popular thing of the day is. He definitely does not do. And I, you, you know, if you're familiar with this channel, neither do I. I. I do not go. Uh, fitting in is overrated. Pound that like button. Okay. Now, there's a lot of people out there. We're talking about people feeling shame. And um, and then at the same time, we're living in this uh, time of abundance and, and some technological... Amazing technological sophistication out there. But some people have become disconnected to real life. And they, they have become lonely. And I've always said to people, you know, I'm your friend. You know, I, I, you know email me whatever. I'll, I'll write. Yeah, I, I like all you people. If you're good people out there and you, need, you feel like you're lonely, here I am. The Internet can make people um, who are lonely feel like there are other people out there. Um, that, that feel for them, but something else um, that can really get you some real life connection uh, that I really, I hadn't thought about it much until I, I was here in LA. And I, as a, a few of you know, I've been going, I, I got to go to synagogue every day um, to say the Kaddish uh, for my father of blessed memory. And um, there is a, a synagogue I've been going to, a very small one, just around the corner from where I'm staying. It's right. It's, again, it's on La Bria, right near Pink's, <laughs> right near the hot dog place that I, I mentioned in another show. And, uh, you know, the people there have been so kind to me. They don't know who I am. I mean, they know what they know the main reason I'm coming there and everything and inviting me to their homes. And I'm, I'm just a stranger in LA. I'm some dude from Baltimore. And, uh, it, it's just, so my point in bringing this up is if, um, I mean, if you feel lonely in the real world, and you are a a religious person I would say you know go to your church go to your synagogue uh, go to your mosque go to your, whatever it is your, your Hindu te- temple I don't know um, but get in touch up and then some of you' are gonna say well I don't believe in God at all and you know that that's your prerogative and everything but hey if you're lonely you're lonely dude there are some people you'll find something in common with uh, people at uh, at a place of worship I mean they they really are uh, accepting people I, I, I've got to give them a, a lot of credit and um, you know, go back in your history. You you are a member of some religion back back somewhere, and uh, yeah, maybe you don't. Again, it's just a suggestion out there. I know, there's a lot of people that are lonely. I'm not saying to believe in God. I'm not saying to believe in what I believe in at all. I'm just saying I've been going to this. And you know, there were synagogues in um, you know, in Israel too when I was going to the synagogue. People were so, were so nice. And um, back with Chabad in Baltimore, uh, and, and again. It's, hey, you know, it's some something to something to do, something to do. It's it's real life, real in person uh, contact. I think a lot of people are missing that today, so you you can you can go to these these uh, hang out in these environments, try it out. I mean, maybe it's something for you if you are a lonely person. Uh. Just a suggestion out there. And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying believe in XYZ. i Z. I'm saying if you're lonely, they're fr- they are definitely friendly people out there. Hey, and if you're poor, they are definitely friendly people out there too th- that are in these religious communities. If you're poor, go, go to your religious community. Ask them for some support. There are definitely some people that will support you emotionally, financially. And it, it would be great if the world uh, moved in that uh, direction a little bit more. Instead of everyone depending on the government – Uh, you know, there used to be charity. People would, would depend on charity and there are some very, there are some very generous people in in, in communities out there. So that, that's, that's a start getting, getting to know your, uh, your local religious community. But again, you don't, uh, or you can be lonely or you can, again, you, you, I, I think in person, uh, over the internet connections can, can make a person feel somewhat, uh, more in touch and like they have friends out there you do i i I used to believe and i've said this before that you can only have real life friends but you can have internet friends too you really can it's amazing what technology has done so uh yeah try it out and again if you if you do have if you feel bad about yourself or whatever email me i'll 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 say hi to you. I pound that like button. I, I like. I don't like people. I don't like people who who watch my shows to be lonely. To say, tell me they're lonely. I mean, I, read, I read so much stuff out there in comment sections. Ah, it's, it's it's amazing. It's amazing how, how disconnected people have, have become and just they they feel alone and lack of meaning. There's just a, it's, it's, I mean, now I'm rambling a little bit. But uh, let's, okay, so let's go back to Los Angeles. So when you're on the streets of Los Angeles, like I am, when I'm running around, oh, no, no well, hang on, another thing, avoid mediocrity. Avoid mediocrity, that, that's, that should be a new saying of mine. And speaking, when I was in, in the synagogue the other day, uh, I don't even remember what the, the rabbi was talking about exactly. But he was saying, you know, some people think the base level of a person is they do good and they do bad. They do they do the same amount of good and they do the same. That that's the base right there. And then under the base, you know, is people doing all sorts of bad. And over that base is people doing all sorts of good. But it, it, the base level is the person does bad. The person does good, half and half type of thing. But the rabbi said in, that uh, a great rabbi in Judaism said, no, 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 no. Your base level has to be all good all good that's the base and from there from there you move up from there you become a better person you do you aim for doing all good that's your base level mediocrity is you do bad you do good that's just that's boring that's mediocrity you don't start with mediocrity you start above mediocrity and if you start above mediocrity you are gonna you're gonna do well for yourself so I, I really like that I, I thought that was a great way of looking at, at life um you know th- no that don't you aim high but you also start high you also start high there you don't say, you, you don't say, oh, well you know I'm doing half good I'm doing half bad I'm gonna start from here no you're doing it the best you can you're doing all good you're doing all good and then you're gonna try to aim to do even better than all good super good stuff all the time So that was a uh, that was inspirational okay so avoid and might as well just repeat it avoid medi- avoid mediocrity in life don't hang around people who are just like yeah man i'll smoke some weed today and then maybe i'll do some work and maybe i'll mow the lawn and yeah i'll make a car, i'll work at the t- i'm aiming to get a some 40 extra hours at the target and then the walmart and that's all man and i'm satisfied with that. and that's fine if that person is satisfied with that uh, that's mediocrity though, dudes. That's, that's mediocrity. Don't don't hang out with the people with the awesome ideas. The people who want to uh, change the freaking world, the big pointers, baby, that's what you aim for. That's what that's you avoid, you avoid the negative Nancy's out there. All right. So LA, so I'm running around the streets of LA and I mean, literally, you can hear all sorts of people talking about the entertainment industry, the film industry, and it's just hilarious. You know, someone will be like, "Yeah, man, I was involved with this film." And blah, 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 you just they'll be on their cell phone, talking as loud as possible, so you can hear that they're you know that they're they're signaling to the world that you know they were involved in some film or whatever, or maybe they're just loud. I don't know. And it just it's just a reminder that I'm so happy to be not part of these huge old hulking conglomerates, the the Hollywood. I mean, these, these studios are just hulking big companies like ugh, so inefficient and you got to move up in these bureaucracies and you got to pray to them that they'll accept your script or allow you to work for them uh and to be in this nimble future to be in the uh in the bitcoin uh, overlay like i am it's just funny to observe it all and it's it's quite surreal and it's just la is pretty awesome when you are not in the film industry and when you're not trying to be in the film in or entertainment industry, when you're you know you're not waitressing or doing all the stuff that you have to do to be in that industry, um, it's just you see some wacky stuff on the streets and you can just observe it all to be an observer of L.A. and not have to worry about the politics and the bureaucracy of the of the film industry. It's amazing and L.A. is decentralized when you when you're not involved in the film industry or in politics. It is the, because the, the film industry and politics is very centralized. I mean, I mean, it, there's a certain way you gotta go about things in this town, apparently these huge studios and everything. Uh, and, and who knows the sickening things you have to do to move up in, this, in the industry is disgusting. But, but otherwise, um, it's just, it's a wild, wacky place where you can do a lot of stuff. Now, again, the taxation is incredibly high and it, there's all, all sorts of negatives, but the weather is beautiful. Um, there, there are some creative people out there and there's some uh, beautiful scenery, and inspirational stuff. So I, I enjoy being in L.A. I, I do enjoy being in L.A., but I can see how it is the boulevard of, of broken dreams. Uh, what is that? Sunset, I guess. Um, that, again, if, if you're in the industry, it can be a very depressing place. It can be a very lonely place, definitely. But if you're observing it all from the outside in the Bitcoin overlay, man, I, I love seeing it, man. I, I always have a, I have a good time when I'm here, man. And I put a big smile on my face to hear the people on their cell phones talking about the film industry. And I'm thanking the Lord I have nothing to do with that stuff. All right. So here is an article. What is this article here? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good one. How uh, the shift from information scarcity to information abundance is transform- transforming commerce, education, and politics. And that article is linked to below. And yeah, we are now in a time of information abundance. And I, it's a beautiful time. It, it's a beautiful time. But there's some there's some of it out if that's complete noise. I mean, we used to be in a time when there was only ABC, NBC, uh, CBS. You'd have to go to the library. You, you'd get a magazine. There'd only be a few magazines. Uh, couldn't read every book. You'd have to get the books. It was hard to get it. The... Now – Everything's at the tip of your fingers, on your phone, on your computer, um, all sorts of information. It's just great. But that means there's a lot of noise. So you have to figure out to be, you know, you could be a Bitcoin millionaire, right? You got a lot of Bitcoin, you're a Bitcoin millionaire, right? You have to become a productive information millionaire where you are able to determine what's noise and then find the productive information. Only focus on that productive information. And once you have that, once you're able to identify productive information, um, you could, you could very you can become quite uh, quite wealthy in, in in many different ways, in many different ways, much more efficient in your life. So again, w- there's some information overload out there, definitely. Uh, but it's information abundance and there's some really good information. But you gotta be able to tune out that noise and all of the conspiracy nonsense and stuff because a lot of it can just bog you down. A lot of it might seem really interesting. And it's like a little—it's a little fairy tale. This conspiracy stuff, uh, but you—you'll just you become very unproductive. So, become a productive information millionaire. Uh, another thing, and I think I mentioned this before, you get rid of the desire to signal, you will save money. Okay, so in this age of uh, information of abundance, you can learn so much about different products. And understand you know what products do you really need? And what products are just completely overpriced and are overpriced because people are willing to pay that much to signal to others that they're awesome. You know, I've got this Jaguar, I've got this Lamborghini, I've got this uh, house in XYZ neighborhood. You don't need all that stuff. The only reason you want all that stuff is so you can show off to other people. Get rid of that need. Get rid of that need, that desire. By the way, going back to the information, you learn – there's so much – the health information out there. If you're able to figure out what the productive health information is out there and you apply what you've learned, I mean, you can save – you can become such a a healthier person. You won't have to go to the doctors as much uh, at all, maybe, Um, and that saves you you money. So there's uh, people – in the old days, you've got all your health information from your doctor, and he could lead you astray. I mean, he—he he, in the modern era, they try to make money off you. They try to get you sicker, some of them, unfortunately. Some of them don't even mean to do it. They're so—they've learned. They're so set in their ways. They're not willing. They're not willing to learn in this age of information abundance. So I know it sounds scary, but you—you you can become your own doctor in this. But again, you got to figure out what what's real and what's uh, what's nonsense out there. But again, it's out there, it is out there. Just be, get rid of the noise. Just like I say, get rid of the crypto noise. And there is a lot of crypto noise out there too. All right, all right, so we talked about that. Yeah, so I I realized uh, on Tuesday (laughs) that the uh, NCAA tournament was uh, starting, the basketball tournament in the United States, the college basketball, and how, you know, especially when I was in college, oh, I I love that stuff. And I have not watched an NCAA tournament game in years now, in a few years. And you know, I'm, we're, I'm talking about wasting. That is a waste of time, dude. Such a waste of time. And it's gambling, also. Most people are only get into this tournament stuff to gamble. And then they watch the show. They watch the. They scream when there's the upset, and they get drunk at the bar. And anyway, they everybody ends up losing the. Uh, Everyone, it's you you get into a big pool, and uh, whoever whoever gets the best tournament score, you know, wins all the money. Well, you you end up losing. You just it's a way to throw away money, it's a way to throw away time. I'm glad I'm not in it. I mean, all instead, in back in the day, when I'd be worrying about Maryland and whatever, and this, that, and the other, now just I'm bringing out Bitcoin, I'm doing shows much more productive. This is this is great stuff. You're putting transferring the YouTube shows to podcasts, making money off of that, yeah. Instead of instead of you know doing betting twenty five dollars on, uh, on 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 these games, you you make twenty five dollars off the podcast or whatever it is. So yeah, just rem- just that's more mainstream. My comments on the mainstream there, which is everybody's got to watch the NCA tournament. No, not everybody watches it. Definitely not everyone watches it. I sure don't. Uh, so Beto, and again, I'm not a political dude. But I've talked about this Beto dude, and one of the things that's just come out about him, which is, it just shows you the the mainstream media that that the mainstream media is just basically an opinion piece column now. They're not trying to be impartial. Uh, when when he was running against Ted Cruz, they had some information about him about some things he posted on the internet when he was much younger, when he was a I don't know what part of Greece said weird things about women. I don't don't even know all the stuff he said. He was young, first of all, but they didn't bring it up. They, They, they knew about it and they, the guy on purposely did not bring it up. But now, now they brought it up. Now that he's running for president and not all the mainstream media, uh, likes Kamala Harris, they brought it up. And of course it's not really having an effect on him anymore because we've already entered like a time in politics where like the dudes in Virginia, I mean, the, the governor, the lieutenant governor and the third in charge, they, they did much worse things than what, what Beto did. Uh, and that's that's totally forgiven. So now, I mean, you can basically do anything in the past now. And it just in the, I mean, this is just a development in the last few months now. Everyone gets forgiven now. You know, about a year ago, people still weren't forgiven. Well, I mean, the Kavanaugh thing, they weren't going to forgive him. I guess it depends who you are. But the point is, is that. Beto is now is, is going to be attacked by some of the media, but he raised a lot of money the other day. And so they got to take this dude seriously. They got so they might like Kamala, but they created, they created this dude by saying, you know, he was the next best thing uh, the, the, to, to, to Swiss cheese or whatever. <laughs> and you know, that he, he could beat Ted Cruz and he, he, he's from Texas. So that's important. They created this dude. And now they can't take him out with the information that they had on him that probably could have taken him out back in 2018. Oh, well, um, who knows what the Democrats are going to come up with uh, to run against Trump. I, I think it'll be eh, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. Don't worry about it too much. But it, it does show you uh, that, uh, that the mainstream media does not have as much uh, influence as they as they once did. It, it's, and that's a good thing. That, that is a good thing and that's what i uh talked about before when we're talking about the uh information abundance out there there's so, you don't you don't need the mainstream media unfortunately there are still people who are hooked on watching their TVs i guess they're of a certain age too i mean eventually the the, the 50 year olds will be 80 year olds, olds and then 100 years olds and then they won't be around anymore and you know it'll the mainstream media will be a thing of the past or, or it'll morph into uh something on the internet I mean, again, the YouTube algorithm—they'll just be the YouTube algorithm. That—that's what the mainstream media is turning into, the mindless YouTube algorithm. Oh well, there'll always be something for the 80 percenters, right? Be a 20 percenter, against the Bitcoin overlay. How about that? And you pound that freaking like button. All right, the great, uh, the great. Well, I can't say his name because that you—it's—it's—it's it's a, it's a word that is uh, immediately flagged. It's unbelievable uh but m let's call him m money and money has a new video about real estate and he's talking about how great real estate is but he reminds you that real estate is not a passive investment and um this video actually should scare you off from real estate okay and get you into bitcoin okay it, it, and i've said this so many times no real estate is Far from a passive investment, For, so much maintenance involved, so much that can go wrong, so much that you have to do uh, to, 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 with the taxes every year. There's a new thing every every month. You new tenants, this, that, and the other. Not passive at all. Bitcoin, you put it on the Trezor, you forget about it. You don't even have to claim the forks. If you it, it, that that now again, if you claim the forks, then you're not being passive anymore. But that's fine. That's fine. That's not. It's not like how pro how active you have to be with real estate my god so yeah bitcoin is basically a passive investment um there's no no invest no no insurance fees you have to pay every year on it no inspector that comes to inspect your bitcoin every year uh so you you watch uh that video and he i mean and you probably won't want to do real estate afterwards you want to do bitcoin he doesn't bring up bitcoin at all on it uh, but it's, for me, it's the thing of the future It is. it's so easy compared to, to real estate. Uh, and so real estate stressful, man, real estate is stressful. Again, you, you, all of, you know, um, I, I, I was involved in real estate in the past. And I, when I think that I just get a huge smile on my face that I do not have to deal with any of it anymore, any of it anymore. The, law, the lawsuits that could happen. My God, I, I praise God every day that no one ever sued me. <laughs> I mean, the, the things anyone can make up, anything about you. You have, I mean, you can live in a house in the middle of nowhere, and someone can sue you uh, because they tripped on your driveway or something like that. It's, it's alright It's a bit. It's a static. It's a. It's a static uh, piece of uh, a value right there that they can. They can. A, a, an asset. That, that is just a big, hulking asset that people can grab pieces of, or try to at least. Bitcoin is an invisible asset. no we can do anything to it. All right. If you've got control of your private key, put it on your Trezor. Okay, this is from uh, Economic Invincibility. It's a good video. I, may, I meant to mention this last... I was supposed to mention it last week, but I ran out of time. Social credit is already here. Uh, and yeah, most people... Do stuff for social status already, um, so other people see it. They signal, as I was saying before. Uh, so having rules around it, you know, having a social credit score uh, by the government. I mean, yeah, people will obey. People will obey. They, they'll be fine with a social credit score. They, uh, you know, because they're already signaling. They they already tried to. Increase their own personal social credit score. I mean, it's not an official score, but they want they want to signal the most out there, so other people look at them, and other people see they will obey in the future all the rules, so that they you know they behave properly, so they don't lose uh, the ability to signal to other people, so they don't lose the respect of other other people. Um, so yeah, it's we, we already have an informal social credit system already in place, and so you know the government putting one in place. I mean, I'm I'm not a fan of that at all. But there'll be a lot of people that'll be like, yeah, great, great, make it official. Eighty um, percenters are already addicted to the look at me signaling culture, and if it's if it's taken away from them, if their ability to to signal is taken away from them, they will repent and they will obey to get it back, to increase their score, their official score. Again, you don't have to worry about all this stuff if you're in the Bitcoin overlay. Because what the, what, what, if there is a social credit score, um, you know, the way they'll, they'll punish you is like, they'll take away your credit card, uh, your, your ability to, to, use, uh, to, to buy certain things, to shop at certain stores. Your money won't be good in certain places places that you were once able to uh, buy fancy things at to make other people respect you. But if you're in Bitcoin, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. You can, you can get what you want to want, what you want to, you won't be caught in that matrix. And again, I will we have something as official as China is trying to have? I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know, but I know that whatever is put in place, it is avoidable if you're in the Bitcoin overlay. Okay. Moving on. But he, he is right by saying that there are already people out there who have shown the willingness to accept a a social credit score. Okay, I I see we got something in the super chat here. What's going on? Tony Traveler sent 20 bucks. Thanks, dude. And he says, strong hands. Dude, you're in motion, man. Good job, brother. Thank you very much. I do appreciate the, uh, the support. I don't know where you are, but it's getting—it's 11 o'clock already here on the west side, baby, of the United States. All right, moving on. What do we got here? Jeet, the great Jeet. He's talking about Chicago. And he's been on the show before. Hi, and he gives two examples of what's going on in Chicago or what could be going on in Chicago. And This is great. High time preference. Chicago to pass a dollar per transaction tax to fill the gap from poor governance, okay, that is really, they're they're proposing this, a dollar per financial transaction tax to pay for some ridiculous programs that they have to pay because Chicago's broke. The low time preference thing to do, which they will not do, is reduce barriers on financial tax slash crypto, remove zoning laws, and capture exodus of mobile firms and people from New York City, Connecticut, and San Francisco after they collapsed from poor governance. Okay, so no, there is no long-term thinking in government. That's the lesson of this. They will always go for the short-term solution. Always, always, always. So that's why, what's up with the glorification of voting? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're voting for these people that are always going to do the wrong thing, that are always going to be short-term thinkers. Long-term thinkers win the day. Long-term thinkers, savers—that's Bitcoiners. That's the twenty percenters out there who hopefully will get into Bitcoin. But no, the uh, the, bu- the bureaucrats, politicians are always going to go for oh yeah, let's let's do this. This tax will solve the problem today. It won't solve it tomorrow. It'll cr- it creates more problems. Good job, Jeet. Uh, G- that tweet—it's linked to below. Everything is linked to below that I talk about here. All right, so back in the in the state of Maryland, Baltimore, where I'm from where I'm going back to, uh approval from both chambers, the state legislature of the state legislature moved Tuesday toward making Maryland the first state in the country to ble- to ban polystyrene foam food containers and cups. All right, some more short-term thinking uh, virtue signaling there. This is what the bureaucrats worry about. This is who you're voting for. This is who, you know, you, voting is better than than anything apparently. And this is what your voting gets you. People who worry about uh, styrofoam, banning styrofoam cops. That that that's the big issue for the politicians in the state of Maryland. W- what a world! What a world! And that that that, you know, you know, and, and again, they they what did uh, AOC and. Uh, AOC and her friend say earlier about, uh, about, uh, the, the, uh, prosperity. I mean, this is, we live in such a time of prosperity that the government is only worrying is they're dealing with styrofoam. Okay. If things were horrifying, the government would not be dealing with styrofoam. They're not, they're not horrifying, but the government should be focused. If the government was run efficiently, they wouldn't be worrying about styrofoam. They would be worrying about, uh, They'd be trying to empower more people and get and make more people personal responsible, make less people dependent on the government, but they're not into that. They want more people. So the day dependent on the government, the daily beast, uh, oof. here's a quote about the, uh, the Yang people, their disillusion appears to have led several commenters to a pragmatic conclusion. They can vote for Trump and get nothing while the word world falls apart. Or they could vote for Yang and watch the world fall apart and enjoy an additional $12,000 a year. Oh God. Sure. So, yeah. This is, this is what voting has become. Let's vote for the guy who's going to give me free stuff. I mean, that that's what it is right now. Oh, the world is falling apart. I can't control the world. I can't control my place in the world. So why not just laugh and vote and, and get money for voting? Right? That That's, that, that that's the logic. The logic there, and uh, another thing, Yang has these fans, and it's a shame that that has come to this. That people think politics is so important, that in order for Yang to get into the debates, he had to get sixty thousand. They, they made rules that sixty thousand individuals have to c- contribute to your campaign. So he he actually broke that barrier apparently. And I think that's a shame. I think that's a shame that if regular people are wasting their hard-earned money on getting this guy onto a debate. You're not helping yourself at all. You're not helping yourself by, by contributing to these campaigns. Even Yang's campaign, I mean, you know, you're not helping yourself at all. You'd be better buying Bitcoin with that. And again, these are the same people in the long term Will complain and say, "Oh, you Bitcoin people got lucky." No, they didn't, they didn't contribute to put. They didn't throw their money away so some dude could get on a, a TV show, basically, to, to debate. Oh God! So yeah, we live in a, we live in a society uh, of abundance uh, where I mean, you don't even have to work. Some people choose not to work. They live off the government. And that means less competition out there for the people who do work, which is a good thing if you're working. And um, and then when when someone out there who they're not competing with, you know, when, when one of these people who removes themselves from the competition, who just lives off the government, um, they they see someone who stayed in the competition and did awesome and created made, came up with some idea that creates that makes him. Insanely wealthy, they are the first people to complain. They're the first people to complain about that person who came up with this world-altering idea. They didn't want to compete at all, but a guy who was competing and came up with a world-altering idea, they're gonna say it's unfair and that they need that he needs to give to them. Why? What? They, they, they remove themselves from the competition, they remove themselves. And now they say, you know what, I, I gave up, I forfeited, and the winner needs to give me a lot. I mean, no, it makes no sense. But that's that's the world we live in. That's the society, uh, the abundant society we live in today. Because um, they, they wouldn't, if we didn't live in a society of abundance, they would have to work. They, they, they would have to work. They couldn't sit around and complain all day and come up with theories on why the, the, the most productive owe them. All right. College is a farce. Um, that is, uh, this is on the Ben Shapiro show. He brings up, uh, the controversy where the, the, uh, wealthy and famous people paid for their kids to get into colleges, bribe their kids in the colleges, not, not, not based on their knowledge, just based on their bribe. (laughs) And the only reason they wanted their kids in college, not so their kids could learn. But so their kids could fit so they could brag to their friends. It's a way to signal. My kid went to USC. My kid went to Harvard. My kid went to where, wherever they feel like they, they can fit in at a, a cocktail party. They're going to, they were going to pay their way to get their kid into. And then when you see their kids, uh, one of these women's kids is, is a beautiful girl. I mean, she's probably, I don't know if she's beautiful on the inside, but on the outside, she's a very attractive young woman. And There was a video of her talking about how excited she was to go to college. She's already doing really well. She's like a model, and she's got all these Instagram followers. Why she would even want – there's no reason for this girl to go to college. She's making money off of her looks and off of her uh, attention in the attention economy. She's making making money off the 80 percenters. There's no reason for this girl to go to college. But in the video, she actually admits – you know, yeah, yeah, so when I go to USC, I can party. We can pre-party before the game. She's just in it for the social club. And that is what a lot of what major universities have become are social clubs, uh, for way for kids to just party and to, to do things in excess. I mean, it's uh, – <laughs> I can't even say the words. Um, and then for their parents to brag about them. It, no, no one cares about – I mean, not no one, but few people – so in the mainstream, they just want to go to college because that's the thing you do. That's how you fit in. That's how you're cool. You can do cool things. and Your parents can brag about you. Uh, they're, they're not into learning anymore. They're, they're not going to college to make money either. They're not going to better themselves to make money. They're just in it for the four-year vacation. Now, again, if, if you can admit that, then okay, that's I guess that's, that's your thing. I mean because college is really good for that these days. It's really good for parties. It's really good for being popular and being in sororities and and all that nonsense. But is that the most productive use of your time? It's it's not even the most productive use of this hot girl's time. It's not even the most productive use of her time. The most productive use of her time would just be, you know, banging away at the Instagram or whatever she does, showing the world how hot she is and making money off of it. Um, But I guess she needs it. But I think she even mentioned that she wouldn't be at college very often. So she's using college as a, a vacation time. She she even knows that you know it's just it's just vacation away from my main business and <laughs> everything. So yeah, um don't feel bad if you you know don't go to college. You know, it, it's not a necessity. It is definitely not a necessity. Don't feel guilt, but we we've gotten into this society into a way of thinking where everyone must go to college. If you don't go to college, you're a loser. No, that is not it. That 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 is definitely not true. And this just shows that there's College is frivolous. There's there, there's not much meaning behind uh, college anymore. You could go. I mean, you could go for the right reasons though. But again, you there's you go for access to the library, let's say. But now everything's on the internet anyway. You can learn the same stuff on the internet. Uh, maybe there's a specific professor, a, a great teacher that you really need to. Get to know in person, and that's why you go to college. I don't know. But I mean, now Jordan Peterson teaches over, you can get all his lectures on online. I don't know. Everything's being revamped because of the information abundance out there. And I think that's great. So, you know, college might just become daycare for 18 to 22 year olds. And if, if your parents want to pay $50,000 for a year for you to be, uh, for the world, for the college world to say that you're great and you're awesome and, you can do drugs, and you can drink, and you can do this, and you can party. And you can where well, that's your thing. That's what college. That's what the new college is: partying and, and daycare for eighteen to twenty-two year olds. All right. Finally, um, oh no! First of all, Chris Case and five dollars. Tomorrow is my two-year anniversary of first buying Bitcoin. It's been a wild ride, but after a few years being a no-coiner. How, now I am a golden holder. Pound that like button, Chris K. I like that, man. I like that a lot. Hold, hold on to that Bitcoin. And it's never too late to start. You know, people are saying it's too late now. Oh, the price, it's no, dude. It's, it's so early. It's so early. We'll look back. I hope you're watching this video in the year 2025. God, who knows what's become of college by then? Oh, my God. All right. But yeah, Chris K, thank you very much for the $5 super chat. I do enjoy it. Um, anyway, uh, I, I do want to say, again, with the information overload that's out there or the information abundance, we, we've already had people um, that say that the New Zealand thing really didn't happen, that it was fake, that it was staged, that it was planned, that it was this. It was, it's, all, it's all out there again. It was, all, it was, all, it was a setup. You know, that's that's one of the sad things about all the information because people can put out the most ridiculous things in the world out there and that is the most ridiculous thing and it can just show you that you know it's only been a it's been a week or two since it happened and people can already make up lies about it and if, and if they can do that and people can believe it I can't even believe it only can believe it but people do believe it if something happened a week ago and you can completely lie about it and convince people, Think about, you know, what happened 70 years ago and how uh, people just, I mean, make up, deny, deny the, the horrific things that happened or deny the things that happened on 9-11. And you just, I mean, it's, it's amazing. The stories that people can come up with, the conspiracies that people can come up with. Uh, and I don't know why they do it. They, they, wanna, they want attention, I guess. Um, they want to feel important. They want to feel special that they know the real truth they made up, they made up their own little real truth there. That's that's false, and uh, it's amazing how uh, now things can happen a week ago, and people can make up a whole new, a new narrative around it that's completely false, and people believe it, and people want to believe it for some unknown reason. It, terrible things happen, people. Ter- there are bad people in this world that do bad things, and they don't do it because they're part of some grand conspiracy or something. So it's you know there's some bad people out there. All right, finally. So yeah, guys, don't believe everything you read out there. Don't don't don't. Just because uh, someone comes up with a creative uh, explanation of something, um, it's 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 good to, it's it's not good to jump on to insane ideas. How about that? All right, finally. And you should. You should be able to tell the difference between uh, something that is completely embellished and uh, twisted and lies and the truth, especially when you see it happen right a week ago. Finally. And, uh, yeah, and not everything's a – few things are a conspiracy. (laughs) finally have you ever seen anybody try to escape capitalism that is a tweet from party seller have you ever seen anyone anybody try to escape capitalism and that's that's in response to all the people trying to escape venezuela now all right dudes i am adam meister to bitcoin meister disrupt meister remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Check out the links below. Pound that like button. Bang that bell button. We'll be back with the One Bitcoin Show on Sunday. A new show every day of the week here. I'll say hi to you dudes in the chat. Good night.